What's up, everyone? My name is J.R. Robinson. I want to welcome you back to my podcast, When He Speaks Erotica from a Man's Perspective. Tonight's topic is a swinger's lifestyle, Ex- excuse me, kinks, exhibitionists, and swapping couples. Let me say thank you to all the listeners for your love and your support. Um, it, it means a lot. I didn't do a podcast last week and someone called me. It was, but you stopped. I'm like, no, I didn't stop. I had something uh, going on and I couldn't really concentrate on what I wanted to talk about. So I just went ahead and decided to uh, do it this week. And I got an opportunity to do a little bit of research about the topic outside of what I know. And um, hopefully uh, you find it interesting, entertaining and, uh, of quality. So please sit back, relax, let me talk to you. Like I said, the topic is a swingers lifestyle, kinks, exhibitionists, and swapping couples. Um, One of those topics that uh, I knew when I started this uh, podcast, I would have to talk about it. I was, it was going to come up. So I just went ahead and decided to go ahead and get it out of the way. Um, and then it was a situation that's been happening on the YouTube, um, in the YouTube environment where these two personalities are going at it. Um, will have a, a situation going on where they were participating in a swinging type situation and um, make the story short, the wife and the guy was doing stuff outside the the marriage and the husband caught feelings. But my thing is this, if you make your mate available to someone else, she a part of the streets. He's a part of the street. You, You have given someone access to your, the person that you committed to, the person that you are exclusively with. So to get mad or catch feelings, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen because we're human beings. It's, it's a natural thing. But understand, you could save yourself that heartache if you decided that I don't want nobody having access to my, excuse me, having access to my partner because you can't stop attraction. You can't stop human nature. You can't stop the physical connection that people may develop in that type of situation, that type of arena, you know? So something like that is bound to happen, especially if you having internal problems at the house. You got someone who's not in the house who's a listening here and may got some good loving. That's a two for one right there, you know? So if you're going to get into that lifestyle, make sure you, you know, everything is on point. Now, and I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, but let me uh, give my story to tell section of the podcast. Um, as you know, a lot of stuff that I talk about has happened to me or people that I know that I'm very close with. And, you know, we have said that, you know, whatever I talk about or whatever, uh, I can't mention certain situations and when i do i'm not going to 
give names or, or give a detailed description of the person so people can't go up and look the person up or, you know, make fun of them or just be jerks about the situation. So um, that's one thing I totally believe in. But a lot of stuff that I'm telling you, uh, 97, 98% of it has happened. I've seen it or I've done it. Well, I've heard about it from reliable sources. They ain't got no reason to lie on themselves. So understand when I, you know, give a podcast, it has happened. The, the topic has happened. So um, the four times I've experienced anything similar to a swing lifestyle was uh, one time I was in, I think it was Elizabeth, New Jersey. And I was in, um, we was in this strip club. And the club was, you know, it was, it was one of the better strip clubs I've been to. And someone mentioned there was an after party. So we thinking, well, you know, I thought that we was going on to a stripper house. That was the setup. They were like, nah, the people who want to stay can stay and the people who want to leave can go home. But once we lock the door, you can't come back in. And, and I'm like, lock the door. And the young lady said, yeah, because when you lock the doors, anything goes down. So, you know, on a, like, like all the guys who was at the table were in sync. When it goes down, what you mean? Anything you like. <laughs> she said, it may cost you a little bit more, but you get anything you like. And the state, not the state, the room full of beautiful, sexy, attractive women giving you anything. I mean, it, it was a couple of, there was a few that wasn't as attractive, but the majority were like banging, gorgeous, different varieties, French vanilla, butter pecan, butter pecan, uh, Puerto Ricans, chocolate deluxe, you know what I'm saying? Anything that you needed was up in it. Um, I didn't participate, you know. Um, I've never been one to get down with the group sex, you know? So it wasn't my thing. Uh, me and my roommate, we left. You know, we just went ahead and gave him a couple of dollars, said, hey, we out, you know? But some guys who I worked with had some hell of a stories the next day, you know? Um, the next spot was uh, Bo Maze down in Hinesville, Georgia. And uh, it was more like a dance club with a strip, strip side with a with a side that had a stripper uh environment you know what i'm saying where there were strippers and uh it was a um military hometown so and it was very close to the military base so you had a lot of military people in there every night it was open and i remember I went there one weekend, but I was in the uh, reserves. So I went there one weekend and I think we were there for three weeks. So we went to the club and I was on the field with this one Lieutenant, you know, he was telling us what to do and, you know, doing officer things. We get to the club. I see him in the corner giving oral sex to this young lady. 
I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? And it was, it was that type of situation where it wasn't people having intercourse, but there were some finger popping, some people getting, you know, pleasured um, right up against the wall. And um, to see him on his knees in a submissive position was crazy because I had just saw him in a position of authority, you know? So, and then I was drunk too. So that whole situation played on my mind a lot. So after I saw him after that, I'm like, pop, he was on your knees, you know, they, whatever, you know, that I didn't say that to him, but that's the, the, um, the way I treated him. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I was disrespectful or, you know, trying to be a jerk or anything like that. I just didn't, I saw him less as a, as an officer and a man because he was on his knees. And even though that was his flow and he was, you know, enjoying himself, it was something that was on my mind. But anyway, um, the next spot was uh, my homeboy had a Super Bowl party. And, you know, halftime comes, we go and get something to eat and uh, get some beer, you know, at the, in the kitchen. And then come through the door, a six, seven, eight of the finest women in Atlanta. And everybody was up in there like, yeah. And, um, Let's just say I didn't see <laughs> I didn't see the second half. I mean I didn't participate, but I did a lot of watching. I, I mean the entertainment part of the Super Bowl party was the I don't even remember the commercials. You know what I'm saying? So um Yeah. Yeah, that was uh one of those memorable nights that I'll never forget. Um the next spot was Club 559 downtown Atlanta. And um, similar to Bowman's setup, you know, uh, one side was the dancing side, the other side was the stripper side. And um, even though it didn't have the same vibe as Bowman's as far as people, you know, um, getting down and being intimate, you did have a lot of, uh, a lot, that was the appetizer. 559 was the appetizer. Bow Maze was the fucking entree, dessert, drinks, uh, peppermint, uh, peppermint with chocolate on it. You know what I'm saying? Tip, it was everything. You know, and the Brown Derby, from what I heard, was had a a strong, um, a strong flow as well. So, but I did think this one chick who was into the lifestyle. And, you know, she made it known the first time we met. And I was cool with because I was young. And I'm like, okay. And she was back. She was solid. She was she was a 10. And I don't give that number out to a lot of people. I I don't I don't know that many 10, but she was a 10. And I was, you know, at that point, I was prime. I was big Rob. And I was big Rob. You know, everything was working. The body was nice and, you know, I was flowing just right. So we made a nice couple. And, you know, she begged me and tried to persuade me to do the, the party and, you know, attend the party with her and, and see what it was like from 
you know, outside of a club situation. And I was reluctant at first, but you know, I said, okay, the relationship is building. You know, well, it wasn't. We hadn't decided it was a relationship, but it was. It was a relationship without us saying it. You know what I'm saying? So I think for me it was. It might have been for her too, but I know for me it was definitely. You know, I had some feelings up in that piece. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, um, we went to a party, and we're not even in the spot five minutes, and this couple, you know, small smaller Asian woman who, who had a very thick frame and which is rare for Asian women, not, you know, casting the stereotype, but she was a little thicker. She might've been mixed with something, but um, to me, she looked 100% Asian and a white guy. Um, he had to have been about six, three, six, four, maybe about 270, 280, you know, solid frame. And they walk up on her. And, you know, they start hugging. And then he leans to kiss. I'm like, oh, hold up, partner. What's going on? And she's like, you know, this is my um, my play husband and wife. I'm like, oh, come on, man. He ain't, he ain't tell me all that shit. So I'm like, look, look here, let's go talk. And he squared up on me. You know, like, partner, look here. You, you, you don't want this. The night ain't the night to play Captain Saber. Cause I'm I'm already mad. I ain't I'm not mad at you, but you can make me get mad at you. So so ease on up, partner. You know what I'm saying? And she had to, you know, get, the old girl had to get between us and you know separate us. But I'm like, yo, let's go outside and talk. She's like, nah, we can talk right here. Either you're gonna get down with what I'm doing or not. I'm like, well, I'm not. You know, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking to? You know what I'm saying? Who who? Who the fuck you think you're talking to like that? I ain't no motherfucker you can just handle. But I said, look here now. Can we do it one more time? <laughs> that motherfucker was fire. <sighs> Top 10. Top five. Top five. Top five. Yeah. And I'm like, can we do it one more time? Not one more. One more. It, it it was like that, and I and I had to accept that you know I wasn't going to let her dictate the terms of me being with her and being in a in a fucking situation that wasn't that wasn't my thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean the booty was good, but it wasn't that good, you know. So um, those been my experiences as far as uh, swinging lifestyle. Like I said, I've never participated. I I have a thing about you know being around men in that type of setting. I'm not, I'm not nowhere um, looked at as a homophobic, but um, I'm someone who just cut from a different cloth. Men are men, you know what I'm saying? I don't knock anybody who choose that lifestyle or who, you know, are a part of that lifestyle, but that is not for me, you know? Um, I know I'm not comfortable with, so I'm not gonna put myself in that situation. And you know, there's situations. You know, you you got situations where people, where men are not participating. And you can just look at women, get down or participate with just a woman type. You know, you and two women, or you or three or how many how many women you want. You know, that 
those type of situations exist. But I just think that also you you opening yourself to problems, similar to the the problems that the YouTube personalities have. You know what I'm saying? Feelings are developed. You you can't stop that physical connection. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially if you got things going bad at the house, someone sitting there waiting to listen and wait for you to come by and they'll take care of your needs in more ways than one. That's not a situation for for me and a, for me being in a couple's relationship. And the funny thing is I've had women who I've dated wanted to uh, bring their home girl or their friend into what we was doing. And I almost fell for it, almost. But then I thought about it, I'm like, I'm having problems with her when things are going good. So I can't even fathom how the problems will escalate if we bring a third party into what we're doing. And I just happen to one night be curled up with a girlfriend or, you know, I may linger, you know, um, I may hang around her more than what my my girlfriend think I should be around. I, should, I, I may be giving my girlfriend the attention that my girlfriend feels she needs and think that I might be open doing it with a girlfriend, if that makes sense. So I didn't want, I've never wanted that problem. And then the the mixtures of the mixture of uh, bodily bodily fluids that has always bothered me. You know what I'm saying? If if it's me and you, I know it's me and you. If it's me, you, and Sarah, and and Casey, and Jennifer, and then I don't know who gave me what. You know what I'm saying? So I've always, even though I've been what some people call a person that likes to, you know, be with a lot of women, I've still been cautious about what I do and who I do it with. So um, some tips about if you decide to get into this swinging lifestyle, because it's something that you just need to know, you know. Uh, one of the things that you should uh, understand is that all parties need to be on the same page. Everybody need to know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, who it's going to happen. Don't go into no party off a, off the top of the dome, you know, and not have boundaries and parameters set. You you you're asking for a uh, powder keg to blow up. Trust me, I've heard the stories. You know, people have gotten divorced from not being on the same page. So communication about how it's going to happen, make sure you you make that a priority and not something that you'll figure out once you get up there. Um, another thing is try, you know, going to a, a club or if you know of anyone having one of those, uh, what you call them, uh, high-end parties, meaning that, um, it might be a high-end party might be a um, when you've been selected or gotten, you may have received the invitation. You just can't just walk, you just can't walk up in there off of the word of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've heard that um, if you consider those type of parties, it offers 
a different way to get to know people because you're going to have to get to know people. You're going to have to open yourself up if you're going to participate. And um, if you're in a setting where you are not, um, if you're in a setting that, that might be a little uncomfortable, that might help you um, decide if you want to move forward or not, because you're going to have to get comfortable. You're going to have to get to that place where you like, okay, I'm here now. Let me try it out and see if it works for me. And if it doesn't, then you ain't got to worry about nobody being up in your house. You ain't got to worry about being in somebody else's house. You know what I'm saying? You can make an even break and go home and like chalk it up to like, that's not for me. Um, now, if you do it at somebody's home, that might cause problems. You know what I'm saying? Because you might get comfortable. You might not be on your P's and Q's. You might not be as sharp as you need to be. And then certain things can, it can be a snowball effect. It can work to your advantage. It can work to your disadvantage. So I know for me, I would rather, if I ever had done that, if I would ever do it, I would rather meet somewhere where I feel uncomfortable and see if I can get to that point where I'm all right with it. And if I'm not, then I can just go home and just leave it where I, where I found it, you know? Um, a lot of people don't think like me, you know, they don't see it like I see it. So if you feel, you know, the opposite of what I said, then there's nothing wrong with that. That's just how, that's your perspective. That's your thing. So, you know, find your level of, of comfort and go with that. Another thing is uh, learn the lingo. Uh, understand that you're going into a world of alternative relationships and you may be somewhat confused by the, the language that people use, you know, especially at first because you're being new. You know, some people may not feel comfortable to say certain things around you you know, trying to gauge how you feel or, or really trying to find out who you are, how you're going to react to uh, certain conversations or do they need to get up and go somewhere else and have the conversation, you know? So understand that you're coming into their spot. So you have to adapt to them and vice versa, they have to adapt to you, but you more so than them, you know what I'm saying? Because that's their level of comfort. That's not yours. So you have to, you know, really decide across the board in, in every aspect if this is what you're gonna do. And learn a language is like a starting point. You know, it's one of the starting points. Um, another thing is please limit your alcohol and drug usage. Now I'm not promoting drugs or alcohol, but if you need something to calm you down, then, you know, you know what you need. You know what I'm saying? I know for me, certain situations I've had to, you know, drink a Heineken and a shot of a Jack Daniels. And after that, I'm good. However, however it happens, it's gonna happen. And I'm, I'm just a part of it. I'm still aware of what's going on, but I'm, I'm at my level, you know, so, some people may feel that uh, alcohol and drugs will help them level out, you know, will take that edge off. 
So you got to decide if, if you do take it, how much to take and when to take it. Do you take it before you get there? So that way you, you know, walk into the spot mellowed or do you take it when you're there? You know, when you get something, you get there, you pop whatever, or you drink whatever in order to slowly bring you into the flow. Um, I know I've seen people, you know, smoke weed, you know, eat an edible and they just too relaxed. So um, maybe certain drugs might not be for you. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not saying that drugs should be there for you. I'm just saying that that's your get down. Monitor what you do in your intake, you know, because you can get to a point where it's like you miss the whole situation because you're too mellow, too relaxed, you know. Um, another thing is let your woman lead. Fellas, let your woman lead. Certain situations, men are supposed to stand up and, and be the man. But I think in that type of situation, you and, and, and don't get me wrong, the young lady who I was talking about earlier, she couldn't leave me because I didn't want to follow her. I was young and I didn't, that, didn't that, that wasn't what I wanted to do. Now, had I been in a relationship with her when we was married and, you know, she brought that up, I probably been a little bit more open to it. So that's for me, you know, some situation, a woman can be the liaison between you and what you want to do and what you don't want to do. She, um, so, and she has to be strong, a strong woman. You have to have a strong woman who's going to lead you into that type of situation because it's going to be different for you. you know? I know that uh, all these tips, uh, something should work for you, you know? Um, everything is not for everybody, but you can use at least one of them if you decide to go into that lifestyle because you, you're probably going to need them, you know, especially with it being different and being looked at as not the norm, you know, for most couples or most uh, people who are sexually active, you know, it might bring a different element that you just don't know how to um how to define or how to be a part of you know um so if you if you decide to do it make sure that you talk about it make sure that you you know try a spot that might be different from the comfort of your own home or someone else's home you know to build up a level of comfort, um, learn how people communicate verbally, you know, um, learn the, the, the lingo, you know, see how they talk, see how people uh, respond to questions that you may ask or you may want to ask, you know, um, don't be hesitant to ask people, you know. Um, also limit your alcohol and any usage of edibles, weed, um, 
marijuana. And like us old people, I know I'm old. Reefer. <laughs> yeah, reefer is one of those terms that hasn't been used. I haven't heard in a long time, but every time I hear it, it's somebody older than said, you know, and I'm like, damn. Damn, I know what reefer is, you know. I remember reefer back in the day what it used to look like in the little small vanilla envelope, you know. Um, so yeah, just just be careful of, of what you what you choose to use, you know. Um, let your woman lead. Let your woman um, balance the situation for you. Let her let her help you feel balanced in the situation, and um, just be careful. You know, if you don't want somebody having access to your person, to the person you're with, then the swinging lifestyle might not be for you. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for the love and support. Uh, please take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Love, live, and be happy. If you want to reach out to me, hit me up at when he speaks erotica at gmail.com. And if you want to um, donate to the platform, it's dollar sign Asbury Robinson at my cash app. Not continue to support, take care, and I'll talk to y'all later. Peace.